What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If you're new to the channel here, my name is Brandon. Today we need to have a talk about Chinese stocks. What have I done with my Alibaba, my Tencent shares? Have I sold them? Am I buying more? Just wanted to give you guys an update and I apologize it's in the car. Life has been very, very busy and I will actually just mention something. Um, April 1st, we have one of the most exciting announcements and the most exciting announcement that you will ever hear coming from this channel and something that I'm extremely excited about for everybody that is following. And geez, I can't wait to kind of fill you guys in. But yeah, getting onto the topic of today's video, what have I done with my shares? I own Alibaba, I own Tencent for those that have not been following. And I've stated on the channel a couple times that they have been one of my bigger bets. They're actually two stocks that I was very much liking. And clearly it has only gone down, down, down from there. I'm probably down about 50% on these positions give or take I'm not fucking leaving I have not sold a single share in fact I'm so so tempted to buy more however I haven't bought more either it's one of those tricky situations where I don't want to be recklessly deploying any more money into these positions especially because I've kind of capped out at how much I've wanted to invest and I guess you could call it a mistake I don't call it a mistake you know I don't think it's a mistake the fact that I got into these stocks a little too early we never ever ever know that as investors you know let me fill you in with just a little bit of conceptual stuff before we talk about the actual stocks in and of themselves if i buy a stock at a price that i am happy with right like as an investor we don't know what's going to happen over the next month over the next three months six months i'd even go as far as saying up to a year or even two even a couple years out we cannot predict what will happen and i don't think that we should be expecting that we should know what's gonna happen over the next year or two. And that's why I'm such an advocate of being a long-term investor, whether it's something like um, a war that takes place and there's this you know, terrible stuff that's going on in the world, whether it's just a broader market crash or whether it's anything, over a short period of time, anything can happen. And it does not matter to me what happens over a three, six, 12 month period after I purchase a stock. In fact, I'll honestly monitor a stock to kind of see uh, if there's any opportunity or if it's a chance to maybe trim, but I don't, uh, I don't judge my picks on how well they perform over a one year basis. And again, I guess you could call it a mistake. If, if I could just go back in hindsight, 2020, if I could just say, Oh, uh, well, I shouldn't have added to those stocks quite yet. Of course it would have been great to wait and wait at a better price. However, that's not how it works. And what we have to do as investors is always, at least this is the way I envision stocks and the way I like to approach the stock market, is I look at a stock price and I ask myself over the next five to 10 plus years, is this a price that I'm willing to pay? And if the answer is yes, then I buy the stock and whatever happens over the coming months or weeks or year, that is irrelevant to me. And I actually wanna share with you a fun example of this. I've lived through many cases of this, you know, in my history as an investor, for those that have been following the channel for a while, you might remember we did a portfolio challenge about two years back now, and that was a lot of fun. We gave away $1,000 as a prize, like my own money. I just gave it to the subscriber. It was Tesla Ken, that one, of course, Tesla Ken, if you guys remember that, uh, drop a comment down below. But uh, nevertheless, when I picked my selection for those stocks, again, this is just a fun portfolio challenge, but I made a speculation, I made a bet on oil, the energy, the the the, not, the the energy sector, let's just put it that way. 
and it was basically a sector that had been beaten down stocks were out of favor there was no recovery in sight and i said you know what i'm gonna pick basically five oil and gas stocks companies like oventive companies like exxon mobile uh what were the other ones i think synovus was another example but basically companies that were at the time very out of favor now throughout the course of that challenge so over a full year I ended up doing one of the worst out of that entire uh, challenge. Like how funny is that? The host of a challenge just gets absolutely crushed in the challenge. But I was really at the bottom of the list because my stocks didn't uh, bounce back faster than I'd hoped. They basically downtrended. They were down 50, 60, 70% a piece from where I'd bought them. But if you fast forward to today, so let's fast forward two years, right? So basically two years since that challenge started, well, what's pretty fascinating to me is that these stocks have actually done quite well. And if I would have, let's say, extended that challenge to a two, three year challenge, actually, again, I haven't crunched the exact numbers, but you know, I was looking at them rather broadly. Those stocks over a two year period have done, I believe, very, very well. And if I were to look at my return, maybe I'll pop it up on the screen. Basically, my total return over that two year period would have been X amount. Now, to me as an investor, does it matter whether I got the return in the first six months or the next 12 months, or is it the total return? And again, this is just a two-year time frame. Let's talk 10, 15, 20 years out. Whether I get that upfront or whether I get that down the road, the timing does not matter to me. What matters to me is what is the price that I paid for this stock and what is the price that I believe the stock is gonna be 10 years down the road. Conceptually, this is what I want you guys to think about when I talk about these two companies. Because, yeah, Clearly, the the war, I think, has been a very big catalyst for these stocks dropping even further. It's really funny, like the talks of, uh, you know, I see in the comments, hey, can you do an update on Alibaba? Or, hey, can we do this or that? Um, you know, share your thoughts. Nothing fundamentally has changed. If you go watch back my old videos, I've done a couple of videos where I just talked about my bullish case, the risks that are involved when investing in China. So for example, the political risk or the geopolitical risk, you know, delisting fears people are always talking about. Nothing has changed today than when I got into these stocks. It's just that those fears are obviously elevated because, and very rightly so, I mean, with this invasion, a lot of people would put China as a, as a country very similar, you know, in many regards, there's a lot of comparables to draw to a, comp a, a country like Russia, which is, you know, it's really unfortunate uh, at the end of the day, to be completely honest. Um, it's unfortunate for, not for investors, it's just unfortunate in general as, as people, right? But that's something that I understand kind of going into these stocks. But nevertheless, do I think something has fundamentally changed? Like, are there more risks? I don't know if there, if I would say there are more risks. I think that they are just more present. The risks are just brought back to top of mind. And of course, with investors, when there's fear, when there's uncertainty, that all doesn't really pan out too well over the short term for these stocks. Now, I would like to talk about why I have chosen to hold these two stocks. Out of all the different companies that, you know, I've held in the past, because don't get me wrong, you know, when you're an investor, you are going to have losing picks. Like you're going to have stocks that don't pan out. You're going to have stocks that, you know, are, are dogs or are, you know, you end up holding the bag, like companies that are just bad. And in my opinion, I kind of differentiate companies. There's companies that I will cut my ties with. So there's companies that it's like, geez, this didn't play out the way I wanted it to. So it's time to cut my losses and it's time to move on. I'm not afraid to say when those times are. If you guys have been following the channel for a while, some of the ones I can think about just top of mind, 
company like GE. Uh, back maybe four years ago, three, four years ago, I bought into GE. I thought there was a value opportunity. I thought, hey, this is going to be a nice play to kind of pick things up. And after, you know, giving that its fair amount of time to try to play out, I came to the realization that, hey, my thesis was not correct on this stock. They were in too much uh, debt. There was shambles within the company. There was, the company was not one that I wanted to hold for the future going forward. And I took a pretty significant loss on that. I'd say over 50%, but I cut my ties because I said, you know what? This is a stock that I no longer have faith in. Another example, if you guys have been following from a year or so ago, I bought into a really fun speculative stock called Fans. Fans Unite, it was a, a gambling company, sports wagering and whatnot. And I was basically trying to kind of get my foot into the meme stock uh, rage because this was absolutely one of those meme stocks we'd categorize it. Basically with no, these companies don't have much data to look back on. So that was truly a speculative position. One that I said, well, I'm basically just having some fun with this one. That was a stock where immediately as the stock dropped, uh, I think the stock dropped. I, I have all these, by the way, you can go back and look at all the, the trades. So I'll see if I can pop them up for you guys. But I cut my ties with that stock at a loss because I realized the future, I don't think it is promising. It's not a stock that I want to hold. I've sold other stocks in the past, like um, New Flyer. One, one stock that you guys asked me a lot about is New Flyer. I think because I was one of the few ones to talk about it, you know, on on YouTube. New Flyer is a stock that I haven't held for well over a year and a half. I forget the exact date, but again, I'll pop it up for you guys. But that's a stock where basically as, as the world was kind of where I saw our economy heading, the debt with that company was a little too high for my liking. So I basically decided to cut ties. And I think I actually made a profit on that. I forget the exact case. However, what I'm trying to display to you guys is there are stocks that you have to cut your ties with. I haven't got to the point where I think Alibaba and Tencent are these types of companies. And in fact, I wanna give them the time required to let these positions play out. And again, whether that's another year out, whether that's three years out, whether that's five years out, whether that's 10 years out, when I look at the overall impact that these companies have, and I look at the financials, I look at the valuation metrics, I look at what these stocks are trading at, these stocks are, I truly do believe, you know, maybe like a once in a decade uh, opportunity, right? And I don't want to like, you know, encourage you guys, oh, go out and buy, you know, Chinese stocks because maybe it's not suitable for you. All I'm sharing with you guys is what I'm doing with my portfolio. As a younger investor, someone who's willing to take on more risk, this is a stock that fits my investing practice and my, you know, my parameters. So again, I'm not all in on these companies. I own, you know, two shares out of the rest of my portfolio, two companies out of the rest of my portfolio but these two fit my portfolio very well. And I am actually a big believer in the business. You know, one of the things that does provide me with a lot of comfort is when you look at, let's say the super investors, whether it's a Charlie Munger or a Monish, whoever it is that you kind of follow, when you see that Baba in particular, Alibaba is over Tencent, but I actually like Tencent better than Alibaba, but nevertheless, when you see these investors loading up on these stocks as some of the top purchases in you know the recent quarter or whatever it is and it's been the case going back like charlie munger is obviously a great case if you've been following him he's been buying the stock he's been down on the stock and i believe he doubled down on the stock you know it's never not that we ever want to just copy these mainstream investors but in my opinion someone like charlie munger has far more connections and far more ties and far more inside information into what's going on in our world and the connections and where they see certain companies or certain nations going forward. And to see someone like that 
comfortable enough to invest billions of dollars into a specific position. They don't do that without knowing, you know, without knowing something, right? And don't get me wrong, there there are a lot of institutions, let me just like rephrase that. Chinese stocks will always have a hindrance on them. There will always be a hindrance because because of the fact that they're Chinese stocks. Like, let's be flat out honest about that. There are a lot of big money, smart money funds, uh, institutions that just say, well, these are off bounds. I will not invest my fund here. These are, you know, billions of dollars of assets. They cannot touch these stocks because of, let's say a mandate, for example, like it's too risky, meaning that they will never have the same flow and backing that a that an Amazon or, or an Apple would have. But when I do see these super investors going out and buying these shares, it provides me with comfort knowing that my research and my where I put the value on these stocks, there are other very successful people out there thinking the same thing. And at the end of the day, again, although the shares are down quite significantly, there may come a time if things absolutely change where I say, well, guess what? I need to take a loss and say, well, hey, learning experience, chalk it up. But I'm not at that point yet. And in fact, I don't see that being the case. I want to give these stocks time to pan out. The way I see it is, you know, if, if you are investing, okay, let's put it this way. And this may not resonate with anybody out there, but if you are uh, ever done any sports wagering, like let's assume on the weekends or whatever it is, you like to place a little sports wager on a basketball game or a baseball game. Let's take base, let's take a Blue Jays game, right? The Blue Jays are playing the Yankees and in inning number one, like literally the first inning, the Yankees go up like three runs, right? So they just get, they get a couple holders. It's like, oh crap. You know, you have that cash out button and let's assume you bet on the Blue Jays because obviously you're going to bet on the Blue Jays because the, they're the Blue Jays. But you obviously have a cash out option. You can say, hey, I'm going to cash out. I'm going to take my loss and I'm just going to recover a little bit of money or you can let it play out. Inning one of a nine inning ball game, that's very much the case that we are in right now. Like this is one year since purchasing these stocks. I've owned Tencent for much longer, but like owning Baba for a year, that's too darn early to tell what the future has in store. And what I can say with confidence is that I am okay with what happens with the stock. If I buy a stock in it and I'm happy with the price, I don't care if it drops 10% more, 30% more, 50% more, 70% more. We cannot control that. We cannot control the variables at the world in the economy. Like that's something that's far beyond us. But what I can control is that if I bought a price that I believe I'm gonna be happy with 10 years down the road, I can sleep happy at night with that. And in fact, I don't even look at my positions. Like I don't look at that portfolio because the only, at those holdings, because the only thing that would do is probably entice me to make more of a emotional decision rather than just sticking with my original plan to let these stocks plan out the way they are. Again, to me, nothing really fundamental has changed with my thesis other than it's been kind of heightened and it's been brought back top of mind. But, you know, I very rarely in my you know, I've been investing for I've been investing for over a decade now, but really focusing things for maybe four or five years, like really watching the markets. And in my experience, very rarely have I found stocks of this tier and this quality that are at this cheap of a price. Now, again, there are always going to be reasons why stocks are cheap and these stocks will always have that cloud around them. But from really understanding these businesses and really understanding what they do and the connections they have all across the globe, 
it's very it's very exciting to me again it's not exciting to see your stocks go down like i know me all of our students we have laughs every day we're like no no you know baba um but it's it's something that the numbers are just too much for me to pass up on and again will i be adding to the stocks I may have to break one of my cardinal rules and actually add more. Not at this very moment though. You know, I wanna let things play out. I wanna monitor things with all of the, you know, stuff going on in our world right now. These fare pretty poorly for companies like in the Chinese area. So I'm not rushing to go out and buy stocks right now. However, um, if I could just like all is being equal, I would love to add more to these positions. But given my position size, given my weighting in my portfolio, given the fact that, you know, I've kind of hit my max in terms of where I want to invest in these companies, I'm totally okay with just letting the stocks play out, pan out. Again, it does totally suck. I totally get it when certain stocks go down, but that's part of investing, right? It's why we diversify. It's not realistic to expect that we're going to hit, you know, every single stock pick, especially when we're in a market crash. But um, I still very well may add more. And uh, again, I'll keep you guys up to date. But more importantly than that, first of all, if you guys appreciated just hearing my updated thoughts, I would appreciate a thumbs up. Again, I do these videos for you guys, like just to share with you what I'm doing. Uh, hopefully you guys are all doing okay in your positions. You're not all super bad at me. If you did tail, like that's, you know, that's your choice. I'm just sharing with you guys what I'm doing. However, keep an eye out for April 1st because I truly have one of the most exciting announcements that I'm ever gonna make in my life, like in my entire life. And, um, it's something that we are working like literal 10, 12 hour days. We've been working all month, 10, 12 hour days to get this ready for you guys. And um, yeah, I, I really, really can't wait. But that's all I'm gonna tell you for now. It does involve our investing academy and it does involve you guys. And um, for anybody that's ever had interest or you know wanted to be part of this, yeah, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel, but hey, Hope you guys appreciate my thoughts. I gotta get going. I have yeah, basically been working 12 hour days, plus the baby, plus the dogs. I can't even go to the gym. I can still go to the gym, but I'm I'm choosing to do other things, I guess, right now. But no, it's been it's been really, really, really packed. But I think it's all gonna be worth it um, for you guys, for the community, for everyone going forward. But I can't wait to give you guys that announcement. Hope you appreciated my thoughts here on Tencent Alibaba. Leave your comments down below. See you guys in the next video.